Hi, I'm Zoraida Cordova, author of Convergence and A Crash of Fate, and you are listening to The Living Force. Welcome to The Living Force Podcast. What is thy bidding, my master? A Utini Podcast Network production. All right, man, load your weapon. Episode 202, The High Republic Phase 2 Report Card. I am the Senate. On this episode, a Star Wars manga cover reveal. Thank the maker. Kevin Scott is at it again. Good luck. You're gonna need it. And the Utini crew talks about phase two of the High Republic. Good call, my young Padawan. And now, here are your hosts. Dr. Corey Helton, Eric Eilerson, Dr. Charles Hankel, and Wes Jenkins. Utini! Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Living Force, a Utini Network podcast tonight, all about the High Republic Phase 2 and just how we're doing. I'm one of your hosts, Eric Eilerson, and joining me tonight to talk all things about our favorite Star Wars initiative is the full crew reunited after so, so long. He trudged through the desert. He trudged through the snowfall, and he is finally back home in his sim rig. It's Dr. Corey Helton. Welcome back, buddy. Thank you very much for that kind intro. One of these days, I'm going to do the damn show from this. I can't wait. I'm not going to tell anybody. I'm just going to set up a whole separate (laughs) camera. And then while the intro rolls, I'm going to make it happen. So one day, one day. Absolutely. But you're here. We missed you, man. It's been like. I am. Good Lord. Three weeks? Four weeks? Four weeks? I don't know. Too freaking long. Uh, I feel it. I feel the. (laughs) I feel the distance. Distance makes the heart (laughs) fonder, as they say. (laughs) That's Funny right. Enough, I still hate you guys, but whatever. Oh <laughs> uh, well, we're gonna go on a dinner date after this. Uh, but you know who's gonna be picking up the check for the nachos? I don't know where that came from. Doctor Charles Hankel. Hi, man. How are you? Uh, I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for asking. I trudged through my family room. I trudged up the stairs, and uh, I still made it here. I changed nothing. You changed nothing, and that's good because you know what? You hit perfection. Why adjust it? That's what I say. Um. Although, speaking of perfection, Charles, I can't give you that title, because that title belongs to one man. Belongs to one man behind the keys, belongs to one man pressing the buttons, belongs to one man whose eyes I gaze into, and I feel like this cold, cold world is going to be warm again. It's Mr. Wes Jenkins. Hey, man! (laughs) God damn. (laughs) (laughs) I hope everyone is uh, is doing great tonight. Um, It was... It was a nice, cool 40 to 50 degrees a couple days ago, and now it's 85. So Welcome it's, back. Back, it's getting back to Texas. <laughs> February weather is no longer February weather. Mm. Um, and also, it uh, points out how old I am because I'm talking about the weather. And that's really all we can figure out to talk to people at work with in the elevator is, damn, it's hot out, right? And it's like, oh, yeah, really? I mean, it was like 40 a couple days ago. Or like, oh, Jesus, our lives. So anyways. I will say that's one nice thing about working remote is that we have a bunch of folks from all over the country and that we had a meeting this past week at work. And literally, every meeting starts with, so how are you guys doing? Because we have people from Chicago that are freezing and going to die. Me, it's like 65. It's fine. And then we did have someone in Texas, so we've been following uh, the like the ups and downs of you guys. So you know what? If you're not talking about the weather, you're not paying attention, and you don't care about the heat depth <laughs> of the universe. Um, but you know what you do care about? Star Wars. Hi, everyone. Welcome in. Uh, if you're watching us live, hello. I hope you're having a great week. If you're watching us later, I hope you had a great week. Uh, go ahead, hit that like button, and subscribe to the channel. Our subscribers keep growing, which is great because you get to see the amazing video content the team is putting out. And if you're listening to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podcatcher, the other ones, um, make sure that you rate the show, 
leave a couple kind words, make sure people know how to find your favorite show all about Star Wars content. Before we get into that, however, because we're talking Bad Batch, we're going to talk High Republic, and we got some news for you. Because it's been so long, Corey, I got to check in with you, man. How was the everything? You've been all over the country having a whole life without us. How are you? Yeah, I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm, uh, you know, I did another, like, kind of two-week stint out in Arizona at the Navajo Reservation as a hospitalist out there again. And uh, a little more exhausting this time around. I'm not really sure why that was, but... uh, those 12-hour shifts really stack up. About day 8 out of 10, I was really dragging. Um, I was ready to be home at, at that point. Um, but it was good. I learned a bunch more. I had some really complex patients, so I learned a lot of stuff. Uh, I came back. We had one day back. Um, Caitlin and I have been playing the crap out of Hogwarts Legacy, which is really fun. Yes, sir. Um, and uh, then we uh, we went on a ski trip. Caitlin bought me a ski trip for Christmas this year, which is maybe the most pretentious thing that I've ever said uh, in my <laughs> life. <laughs> My wife bought me a ski trip. It's like, Jesus Christ. It hurts to even yeah. say it. Um, but yeah. uh, we went you to didn't a snowshoe. You didn't message us, and you're like, oh, oh, fellas, I'm, I'm afraid the skis, the slopes are calling me. I can't be on the show, I'm afraid. <laughs> it was I dare, I know. I forgot to tell you guys until like the week before. That was embarrassing. Uh, but, uh, yeah, we went to Snowshoe, West Virginia, which is – Probably some of the best skiing I've been told in like the southeast. Like probably the best skiing on the east coast is probably like Vermont and stuff. But uh, it was really cool. It was uh, like an inverted resort. It's so, like the resorts on the top of the mountain, and like you ski down the hill. Um, this was also like a big test to see if Caitlin likes skiing because like we've only been skiing one time before and we didn't take lessons or anything, and she really didn't have a good time. So this time we're like, this is the trip to see if Caitlin can like ski like skiing and so we, we she took a bunch of lessons like some group lessons some private lessons and by the end of the week she went down a big hill like a real one so nice. um she made some really big nice. progress so i think we're probably gonna we're try to go west next week which is or next Ooh. year next, next week <laughs> next year i think we'll probably try to go on a, on a real ski trip as, as they say Ooh. next year so you know um it was a good time we had a really good time i'm tired i'm, I'm glad i'm home finally uh <laughs> today was like the first normal day i feel like i've had back in a month, so it was nice to be back in my office. Yeah, we're glad to have you here. And your office is so well lit. If you've never seen the video show, it's really lovely to see. Um, so that's very calming. Uh, Charles, I want to hear about your week. But before I do that, Wes, in our notes here, a very monumental <laughs> event happened. Um, you were going through it. For previous listeners of the oh, show, we know Wes has had a particularly large adult moment uh, that did get fixed. Uh how you doing? Mm-hmm. Uh, let our listeners know uh, first what arrived. First, I gotta I gotta talk to Dale. Dale, I thought about it real hard, and I was convinced that I had to purchase a new one. But I was going to get a motor for a 1998 washing machine. <laughs> I couldn't even find the thing online for a manual to figure out where the motor was. <laughs> The only way that I found out where the motor was was that I drug it outside to flip it end over end um, to send it to the curb. So then I was like, oh, there's the motor right under there, upside down. I probably ruined it by the, put, like turning it upside down. But anyways, I got a new washing machine, everybody, and it's really exciting when you're 38 years old and you can't wait to uh, dirty up your clothes so you can wash the clothes and watch them go. Um, I washed one load of clothes, and when it was done, it sang to me and made some <laughs> weird noise that was just like, do, 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 do. Yes! I was like, do that what now. in the hell the was stupid that? stupid song. 
<laughs> so, and it was like it was like the cheapest washer they had at Home Depot too. And I was like, wow, I have skipped an entire generation of washing machine technology to get to where I am right now. So, Wes, you might anyways. not you might not know that song just yet, but give it a couple months, and you're gonna find yourself whistling it just like while you're at work for no apparent yeah. reason. You you'll learn. Are. You'll learn your little jingle. You absolutely walk, are. Walking by somebody's office, and they're like, you have the LG washing machine with the agitator? And you're like, yeah, dude. <laughs> does it connect to well, Wi-Fi? That's like the true test. It of does. Yeah, it there does you go. connect to Wi-Fi. <laughs> stupid. Listen, the Chinese well, are probably spying on your, your laundry <laughs> yeah. habits. Spy right? balloons, spy washing machine. That's a relevant exactly. reference. Uh, yes. Uh, well, we're happy for you, Wes. Also, uh, Trevor, to put out in our chat, you might be a little quiet on the YouTube stream, so not to get in your head, but okay. maybe look at those levels. Charles, did you get a washing machine? Did you go skiing? Impress us. What are you up to? None of Impress the above. Impress us. None Entertain me, Charles. <laughs> yeah, no, no, uh, no pressure. No, I didn't do any of that stuff, but I did uh, get to spend some time with my sister. Uh, she, nice, nice. She came to town, and we just hit a bunch of favorite Charlotte spots. Eat well, you know, ate well. Yeah, there it is. Drank well. Um, had wonderful ice cream. Two scoops, Ooh. if no one's ever been there in Charlotte. Um, and that was about it. And she brought me some, uh, some fantasy books, a series that she's been reading, because I'm trying to expand beyond Star Wars. I know it's a sin to say that on this podcast, but I've been trying a little <laughs> Not bit. Not so much. And... Uh, and yeah, I'm looking forward to that. That's awesome, man. Well, and I gotta say, um, since everyone's been listening, probably I think this is new. Uh, Corey, you also read the entire Mistborn trilogy <laughs> while you were gone. I know I can't do anything in moderation. While I was out west, I read three 800 to 1,000 page novels in like 10 days. I don't know how I do these type of stuff. I probably don't retain any of it. It's just gone now but i did it <laughs> but you liked it you really I did liked it. i freaking loved it and charles i think i have to th- you to thank for that because i think you're the finally who pushed me over the edge to read the first one and uh i had kind of started it before i went on the trip i think it was only like 20 pages 50 pages in or something like that but i basically read it nonstop for the whole plane ride every moment i had in the airport all the way there and uh Book is fantastic. Ten out of ten. I loved the Mistborn trilogy by Brandon Sanderson. I know everybody said that he's like, you know, God among men when it comes to writing fantasy in our generation, but uh, it was very, very good. I was a huge fan. Nice palate cleanser, honestly, to read something sci-fi, fantasy outside of Star Wars because I haven't really mm-hmm. done that in a long time. I, I know I read Fellowship like last year. I told you guys about that, but. Uh, I haven't read a lot of fantasy. It feels a little like there's a big barrier to entry with fantasy for some reason with me. Oh, for sure. For sure. I tried Dune last year or two years ago, (laughs) and I just couldn't do it. It was too brutal. Um, And uh, I finally got on board for this one. It's like it's staring at me every time I walk past another room. It's like (laughs) that. The book of Dune. I know. It's I just not could, good. It's, it's hard to read. It's hard to read. I listen. To, well, it's, it's, I also I've never, tried. It's the most complex audiobook I've ever listened to. I listened to. I kid you not. My <laughs> wife and I listened to two hours on a road trip, and I still had no freaking clue what the hell was going on after two hours nope. of listening to it. And I'm just like, yep. the lore is too brutal. So it really scared me about fantasy for a while. But like, Mistborn is complicated. But you learn all the lore you need in like the first three chapters, and the prose is unbelievable. Like. Um, I was really blown away with how good the book was. Um, you know, I think I, I read the first one 
brought it up and you're like, oh, I've thought about that before. And then you have now finished the trilogy I and I am on page <laughs> one of the second book. I know, I know. <laughs> That's how I do everything. Like, but, you know, I speed read yeah. stuff, unfortunately. I, I skip through some of like the, I don't do it intentionally. I'm just so excited to get through the plot that like when mm-hmm. a big battle happens, it's kind of like skim, 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 skim. Who survived? That's kind of how I read. So <laughs> it's unfortunate, I think, at times. Whatever works but, like, for you. I can't not do that. It's just, it's how yeah, I man. am entertained. So, um, yeah, good I'm stuff. excited to join you guys on the journey because, like, I so I just um, for I just finished uh, Star Wars Jedi Battle Scars this week, so I got my my next Star Wars book out of the way. Uh, the reviews, of course, coming up on, re- on release day. Um, but I've already texted Charles separately because Charles again lives closer to me now. I'm going to be borrowing the first Mistborn book yep. soon because I do want to get on the train with you guys, and I keep hearing that's great because I <clears throat> foolishly decided I'm going to get on the Sanderson train last year, and I'm like, I'm just going to buy The Way of Kings, which is mm. the first Stormlight Archives book that's like 1,200 pages long. And I think I got 140 pages in, and I had a Dune-type reaction of like, ah, yeah. okay, this is great. I, that's my next one, I think. I'm not in there yet, but I've heard that's great. Um, well, heads up that he had that – Brandon Sanderson had that Kickstarter, right, to yeah. write – additional novels like yep. whatever without having to go through a publisher or whatever it was made some ungodly amount of money and i think the yep. first book in that series comes out in april they they nice. release like the first five chapters that might be online. fun maybe we should just do all we all read it together or something that might be fun i don't that know we got fun. time yeah wes is like i will no. i will say <laughs> i will say the audio book wes did not agree the audio book for uh the audio book for Mistborn. it's not it's not uh it's not what's his name that does all the Star Wars audiobooks. Mark it's, not, it's not Mark Thompson, let me tell you. Yeah, <laughs> Caitlin's been listening spoiled. to it. And like spoiled. every single time we've turned it in the car, it's like, because all we, all we do all that driving for the ski trip, every time we turn it on, five minutes. Oh, like, no. it, every time. Oh, it's, it's, it's really dry. not a good idea while you're driving. No, really oh, dry, my God. Really She's yeah. listening to it. I hear, I hear her listening to it in there right now. So she, she's like into it. She's into it now. Um, yeah. yeah, it's funny. I, I do really appreciate the palate cleanser between Star Wars books and like things to do that to keep us into reading because I think that's hard as an adult. Um, last night I finished Battle Scars like two a.m. and I actually started reading um, the second Charles Soule non Star Wars novel. Uh, anyone, I think um, I read the first two chapters of that. So excited for that! I hope that if you're listening, if you like other Star Wars or non Star Wars stuff, rather let us know what you're reading, what you're listening to, what you're playing. Uh, a lot of us have been gaming and stuff too, so it's it's nice to keep balance in life. Um, but of course, we always come back to Star Wars, as does our glorious Patreon community, and we want to give a huge shout out and thank you to patreon.com slash utini. Uh, David Cross recently became a monthly patron. Uh, thank you so much, so much for that, and I hope you're enjoying all the great content, including the newly released MCU teeny. Uh, Emma and her fantastic sister co-host are going through some MCU movies, giving some non-Star Wars stuff over there, of course. In addition to the Star Wars archives, the upcoming episodes of the Ghost Crew, the movie commentaries, the Asheville 45-minute documentary, and more coming your way over at patreon.com slash utini. But beyond all the content, you get to know that you are helping everything at utini run, at utini.com, the podcast, and beyond. All right. Let's jump into a quick Star Wars Weekly Roundup. It's the Star Wars Weekly Roundup. Oh, man. <laughs> we had an announcement this week. Shut it down. Uh, Take- <laughs> Absolutely awful. End my the God, stream. That's the worst. End the stream immediately. One of the worst I've ever freaking Wait, heard. Yes. How Holy long damn. have you been sitting on that goose egg? I, I thought, I thought that 
you just didn't know what to say, but you knew the whole time. So. Uh, <laughs> Charles, awful. just like every other segue in this episode, I thought about it two seconds before I said it out loud. But we did get news uh. this week about a manga, everyone. Star Wars I Republic, of course. We're chatting about that tonight. This initiative has brought us stories from every single possible medium, including manga with the Edge of Balance series. And we got a cover reveal this week for Star Wars The Edge of Balance precedent. Look at this glorious cover on screen right now. That wow. is a younger Jedi Master Arkoff. Uh, if you've read the first two Edge of Balances, uh, he was in the second one. This is going to be written by Daniel Jose Older with script and art by Tomio Ogata. Um, this is coming out May 23rd. And I will say, I really enjoyed the Edge of Balance series. I like the second one better. It really flowed for me. Um, not a huge manga guy myself. But I, I want to ask you guys, what do you think about this cover? Because I got to say, with the red background and, like, the angry Wookiee teeth mixed yeah. with, like, the guy in the mm – -hmm. like, it's very foreboding in a way. The other two were kind of light it and is. inviting. I like that Wookiee cover. Yeah. Yeah. Is that – is that uh, Spider-Man? <laughs> it might middle? be. No, no, no. Is that oh, no, no, no. Is a Spider-Man uh, <laughs> thing? Um, that species is that this? It can't be the same. Maybe it is the same from Clone Wars. Oh, Trish. Trish. that guy from Trish. Clone Wars. Yeah, I, I think it is. Is it enhance? See if I can let me see. Enhance. 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 I think it is. Doesn't doesn't he walk around on like claws? Oh no! I thought Trench walked around on claws. Look, he's got the two big. Oh yeah, he's got the eyes. The the and he's always like. Yeah, but I thought Admiral Trench walked around on like crab legs, like the villain from the first Monsters Inc. movie. What's that guy's name? I'm talking about. We need screams. Exactly. No, he's got regular old legs. He's got a robe and a cane, I think. He looks. Um, this guy yeah. looks super tall. Is this like the NBA player version of like Admiral Trench? Like <laughs> this guy looks huge, man. Yeah, Giannis and Trench Akupo. Yeah, <laughs> is that other guy he's standing next to? Like, I forgive yes. you for the last one because of that one. Here. <laughs> <laughs> he has three different sleeves on that yeah. jacket. I mean, that's. I mean, that's <laughs> Did you imagine cool. him? Yeah, with a shooting <laughs> sleeve. Which arm would you put it on? I don't know. Yeah, Here we go. What a big pain in the butt that would be! Like every time you take your T-shirt off, like three different sleeves are all. Oh my off. god! Do you ever put your head like accidentally into the armhole? Oh yeah. my god! Yeah, <laughs> not this guy. Exactly. No, can't do so it. So I, I will say. So I, I, I got the other edge of balances on my bookshelf here, and I wanted to say. So like based on that one, it's very red. I wanted to remind us: these are the other two. Green, like they're very, very much of the same cover: green, very open, very light. This is a very these, dark Eric? cover. Yeah, I've read, read both of them. I've I've uh, I've flipped through the uh, the two. I think there's two Lost Stars manga at least. Yeah, yep. There's three, three of them. There's three of those. Okay, yeah. They did finally finish. They that finished series. it. Yeah. That. yeah, yeah, yeah. I flipped through them like in Barnes and Noble, and I've had them on my shelf back in the book box days. Uh, but I've never read a, a, a one of any of the mangas. Surprisingly, yeah. The Lost They're Stars good. ones are very good. Yeah, yeah. Like, the, the little bit that I did read mm. that was very good. I remember that. Yeah. Edge of Balance is, is very good. I did like the second. The second one I think I may have read in almost one or two sittings. Like it's very uh, – the, the momentum is really, really good. Um, and Arkoff's a really cool character. So uh, interested to see where this goes. Uh, based yeah. on it coming out in May, I would assume this is phase two-ish because he's younger. So, again, it's probably back then. So keep an eye out. Um, again, pre-order from your local, books, your local bookstores, comic stores and stuff will have these in stock. Uh, so keep an eye out. And speaking of comics, we did get another comics announcement. Not necessarily a surprise, 
but I guess kind of more specific than we would have thought. Uh, we got the next Tales From series from Kevin Scott. Uh, Tales From the Death Star. Got announced. This is the latest comic uh, coming this Halloween. Tales from Vader's Castle. Tales from Jabba's Palace. This is the same stuff. Now we're getting Tales from the Death Star. Um, hmm. It included the copy that says this. From the destruction of Alderaan to the shadow of the forest moon, alien creatures, phantom starships, deadly artifacts, and vengeful spirits all stalk the halls of the infamous space station. As writer Kevin Scott and an all-star team of artists reveal the hidden evils that lurked within charred remains of the ultimate firepower in the universe. So yeah, another Charred book. remains. Interesting. Yeah. I, I don't know why I, it didn't occur to me that it was the crashed Death Star, not just Same. the Death Star. Interesting. Same. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I, I, there's a fun. there's an old legends book called uh, like Death Star or something like that that yeah. was pretty. Yeah, there good. is. I, yep, I remember liking it a lot. I haven't read it in probably 20 years, but still, yeah. <laughs> Death Star stuff's always interesting. And, and Kevin's done a really fun job with these books. And of course, they're coming yeah, out from Dark fun. Horse now. They were previously IDW, and you know, there's little vignettes and and there's like a frame story. And I think it's coming out around Halloween. Obviously, it's like that spooky kind of element that Kevin yeah. has. Yeah. Um, I will be honest, I missed Tales from Jabba's Palace because, uh, frankly, the publicity wasn't that good, and I forgot it came out, and I missed it. Just straight up, Dark Horse did not publicize it well. Yeah. Um, hmm. Sorry. Um, <laughs> but I'm hoping these are good. You know, love how when Kevin gets in his spooky zone, and, you yeah. know, why not? Why not, I say? They're little fun adventures. But even though the Dark Horse publicity isn't great, We'll try to make sure our publicity is great on the Utini.com release schedule. That's right. Go to Utini.com. Check out the release schedule. Schedule. Uh, we update it as often as we can. Starting, of course, with the latest Star Wars Jedi Battle Scars by Sam Max, which is coming out March 7th. And like we said last week, Hunters no, it's Battle not. for the Arena by Mark Ashiro coming out March 7th. Is it on the author's Twitter page? It is not. Is it on the Utini <laughs> release schedule? For now. Is it on Amazon? <laughs> it is. We're just going to, when March 7th rolls around and it's it out, we just need to keep changing the date by one day. We'll just change it to March 8th. <laughs> then we'll just change it to March oh, yes. 9th. Just every day. The we'll team would you. Team. Just keep doing that every day. Like, maybe tomorrow. But maybe. But maybe. But maybe. But maybe. Uh, but regardless, if it's coming out or if it hasn't been canceled yet, it's on the Utini release schedule. So go ahead and check that out. Make sure all your previews are your pre-orders and previews are in. All right, now for our main part of our show, as we do every week, we want to go talk about the Bad Batch. It keeps coming out every Wednesday. Last week, uh, I I at least said the two-part mid-season finale. Two, that's an oxymoron. Mid-season finale. I don't know. Those were great. I loved those episodes a lot. They were really intense. It really got into a great part of the story of the overall arc with the Empire, Palpatine, all kinds of great things. This week, we had episode 9, The Crossing. Um, and before I go into kind of what I thought about it, I want to ask you guys, uh, one, were you able to watch it? I know it's, it's tough to keep up with everything on a weekly basis. Uh, but also, what did you think about it? This was a very kind of Tech Omega, or sorry, <clears throat> Tick an Omega episode. Um, what did we think after last week? Any thoughts? Well, I, I think it was... <laughs> A step back from what we just got from okay. the mid-season um, two episodes we just got. So, um, I mean, I really only saw one strong point, maybe two. Well, I mean, as part of the plot would be the ship was stolen. 
and yep, that's, big. that's pretty much it. You know, yeah. like I mean, they they introduced um, a new element or like a, a new fuel um, element to it. Ipsium. Yeah, Ipsium. Yep. Um, but other than that, there was a um, like emotional aspect and how like tech deals with problems and he actually doesn't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was. So, I, I, saw, I saw a lot about that, like the fact that basically we're we're establishing in canon that tech is neurodivergent in some way, which is great. We love their representation in Star Wars. It was great to see and kind of have a lot of folks like basically confirm that. Um, that being said, I I had a similar feeling, and I didn't I didn't want to. I was so excited, and I was ready to get back in. Um, but I tweeted about it, and unfortunately, this was the tweet that got more recognition. <laughs> the ones about how much I love Bad Batch. Um, but I'm having kind of a whiplash this season of really important episodes. Like the mid-season finale and things that are really great and yeah. pushing forward the Stormtrooper program and things. And then this episode mm-hmm. is like, ah, Sid says there's a mine we have to go to. And I'm like, I don't care. Like, I like, <laughs> why? And, 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 and this amazing <clears throat> conversation about tech being like, very vulnerable and how I miss Echo too. And just because I'm not crying doesn't mean that I don't care and be, I process things differently. And if you process things differently as a viewer, as a person, that, that's that's really great. You're in Star Wars and I love that. But it's in this episode that's a fetch quest. And I'm like, it's, it's, it, it is so tough every week watching Bad Batch and being like, I, this could be maybe the greatest, deepest, like most intricate plot of Star Wars we've ever seen. Oh my God. Or it could be like, I'm not getting up early for this because it's yeah. just a mineral, yeah. you know? Yeah. You do have to ask the question a little bit of, like, how did some of the episodes make you out of the writer's room? And mm-hmm. uh, I have to say this might be blasphemy, but the Filoni-verse in general is starting to feel like this, just straight up. Like, it seems like every show that 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 he's, like, the lead producer on, I mm-hmm. guess, like, has this problem where – the story is fantastic, and then suddenly it's out of left field, right? Mm-hmm. And I don't love that storytelling, to be honest. And it does. This is complete speculation. I'm talking out of my ass here, but it does feel a little bit like, like people talked about working with George on the uh, prequel trilogy, right? That nobody felt like they could tell him no. That you know he's mm-hmm. the one in charge, and. I do wonder if we have not inadvertently made Filoni God a little bit, and maybe that's a mistake. I don't know. That's, uh, Of course, that's speculation, but that does worry me a little bit because this is becoming a pattern in every show that he has. So, Yeah. I don't know. I, think, I don't know. Like, go ahead, Charles. Well, I think there's a little bit of this, uh, I don't know, a mixed identity of the animated shows because, like, for mm-hmm. instance, the, the two-part midseason finale was oh. arguably, like – there's dark enough stuff that you like kids might not follow it or parents out there might not even feel comfortable with their kids watching some of that stuff. And then you get to a week like this week or a lot of the other kind of one-off little adventures. And it's like, this can't even hold my attention as an adult. So it's like this weird, like which show is it? Like it's not one show. It really is not. It's, it's two separate shows Mm. and both of them are good for certain audiences yeah but like if you just took the ones that we rave about and made that the season of bad batch ones out entirely yeah i mean i hate to say that but like no i mean there's still great elements there's stuff to enjoy i think the music has been incredible i love the like western motifs that were in this week's for sure unbelievable Um, but i did have to laugh in a show where they are constantly uh forcing 
uh, say force, I shouldn't say it, um, asking a child to do things that uh, children probably shouldn't do, they literally sent her into a mine. <laughs> literally she worked hands. the mind. Yeah. yeah. Literally. Got little hands yeah. Just stick your hand yeah. in there. Well, and, and they were just down below there like, hey, hey, careful. Like careful. <laughs> they might all die. That was their they only guy. Well, and, it, well, and it's, it, it's, it's interesting because I, love you. I, I think you make a great point that, like, there is a place for episodic television. Like, episodic Monster of the Week, Mission of the Week stuff is great. That is a right. – that is a, and, and Star Wars has a long history of that. Clone Wars, Rebels, like – Yep. But you do that, and then there's, like, one – like, Rebels, I think, really did it great, where it's, like, Mission of the Week, Mission of the Week, JG brings up the space whales. Yeah, good. Um, I know. And I love that. That's one yeah. of my favorite part of Rebels. But they establish that tone, and then in the midseason, you kind of get a big thing. And then they go back, and they kind of do a thing. Maybe two things. Bad Batch, I think, is the, – the, the issue that I'm having with it is that there is a crisis of identity in that if you want to do Mission of the Week, just just commit to that. And right. just do that, and that's fine. But it's they like seem to like want to every, remind you. They had every episode laid out on the storyboard. They're like, what the hell do we do with these six episodes? And they just like yeah. close their eyes yeah. through them at the timeline. It's like, yeah. oh, like, there you go. That's where yeah. it's going to be. You know, it's like, why yeah. did that happen? Like, if, if you don't want to do the heavier episodes, that's fine. You don't have to. But if you, you think do it that, you think, and it, then you you think it would have worked better a little bit if they did like all of them at one time? Like we did like four episodes together of Great. the filler type stuff. And then I actually. I actually talked with someone that I know um, who got reviewers, review screeners. And if you remember, the screeners of Bad Batch this season got 14 episodes. Yeah, they crazy. got a ton. Um, and I asked them, I was like, what, like, I'm having this issue with tone. How did you feel? And they're like, no, I felt the same. <clears throat> like, so even yeah. watching it all at once, it still seems to go that back and forth. Um, but, again, I know some people that are really having a great time with it. And, again, if you're loving it, that's what we all want to do. I do love the but, show. The show is very good. Let's not, yeah. let's not miss the point of that. But you're right. There yes. is whiplash. Is a good way to whiplash, put it. Whiplash. That's it. Yeah, there is whiplash. And, uh, you know, the storytelling, when it does happen, is good. Every standalone story is yeah. generally pretty good. It's just like yep. we go back you and pick forth your lane. between, you know, killing off characters versus yeah. – <laughs> <laughs> Versus, what are we gonna do this week? Yeah, yeah we haven't seen Crosshair in long time. Five episodes. Five episodes. Over a month. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of so, there's a lot of show left too. By the way, right? How many? More oh yeah, tons. Sixteen we, episodes total. Like we got a while. Yeah, we're like just yeah, more than half. I know. Crazy. Hey, you guys want to hear something really crazy before we get off this? <laughs> Don't even say it. Mandalorian <laughs> season three is a week from Wednesday. Oh, I can't Lord. believe that. <laughs> Holy crap. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta talk a about how we. Wednesday. We gotta talk about how we're gonna cover that show on this show because That's we, gotta a big one. That, we gotta figure that shit out. I, I don't want to talk about that. So yeah, I, mean, I guess we can just have Mandalorian episodes for like yeah. whatever eight weeks straight if you want. Get but, ready for some Mando episodes yeah. on TLF. I know. Um, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, we'll see. Uh, Did a book come out this week? I don't really know. Anyway, did you catch that episode of Mandalorian? <laughs> yeah. Bo-Katan cut that guy's head off? Anyway. I know. Uh, <laughs> who knows? But then Grogu had to go to daycare? It's like, no! Why? <laughs> um, we'll see how that happens. Um, I, I imagine we'll be uh, having another conversation about Whiplash when we're talking about Mandalorian. <laughs> Probably. I'm also very guilty of that. Oh, God. I don't care. I freaking love it. I'm, I'm excited. Mando in next week. We'll see what happens. Um, before we get to the High Republic, though, folks, we have one unexpected thing, and we're going to go to Legends Corner. So here's the thing. We have a lovely, lovely sister show, Legends Look Back, that is on Thursday evenings live. Um, go to their podcast page if you haven't already. Of course, follow them. They're lovely. One of the hosts, our glorious friend, Freddie C., 
went into our group Slack today and was like, hey, guys, I'm listening to Dawn of the Jedi, Into the Void. I'm like, oh, my gosh, this <laughs> he book. Specifically said, book. He specifically said, okay, I need a fact check ASAP. <laughs> because there was, a spe- there was an audio part that he thought he misheard, and he did not. And I would like to – guys, do, do you mind if I, if I do a little excerpt uh, please, from this book? Please. All right. Oh, please. So it's from Chapter 3. Um, and out of context, this is all it says. <clears throat> hmm. Trey's leku, those three long, curious tentacles growing from the back of his skull, twitched a little, one tip stroking over his left shoulder, the other two pointing like fingers tapping at the air. Yeah, well, this bitch is a Jedi, Lenore translated. <laughs> what? <laughs> it actually... Bitches canon? Oh, it's legends. Legend. Hey, it's legends. Oh, hey Wes, Wes, bitches be Jedi, is what I'm saying. <laughs> I be cannot Jedi. believe... We have been doing a Star Wars podcast for like four years. We have been running a Star Wars company for like six years. I have never, ever heard of this line in this book. I cannot, I cannot believe that it is printed... In that book, this bitch is a Jedi. I cannot believe that. That is that is unbelievable. Truly, we had to look it up. I thought it was a mistake. It's no wonder Freddie like balked when he saw this. He he dropped the audio clip uh, into Slack, and we're like, "What is this? Like a translation issue or something?" And then Eric pulled it out and actually read. I think I know Jared's next tattoo at the next Star Wars celebration. (laughs) This bitch is a Jedi. If you've also listened to the audiobook, it's great because you can hear the narrator kind of pause like, here we go. <laughs> anyway, I quick shout believe, out. I can't believe that that made it through the editorial process. I can't believe it. And I love Legends, man. I love it. Check out I Legends Look Back Thursday nights. Uh, thank you, Freddie, for bringing that to our attention. Dawn of the Jedi, Into the Void. Dawn of the Jedi. There's, there's a post from 10 years ago on Reddit talking about it. That's hilarious. <laughs> they knew. They knew. All right. It's time now for everyone's favorite thing. It's time for parent-teacher conferences. Uh, <laughs> so here, here's what we're doing with the show tonight, folks. With just last tri- week's... just got triggered a little bit. I'm that's it. Uh, thank you. Welcome for coming. Thank you for coming. Uh, please sit down. Uh, there's there's uh, cold coffee and stale cookies. Uh, what did you do now? So, we My have now, as of last... They're already angry at you. <laughs> Where were you? Is everything late? No. Yes. So, as of last week, with Battle of, the Je- Battle of Jedha's Roundtable, we have now gotten through Wave 1 of Phase 2 of the High Republic. We were all very high on Phase 1 of the High Republic. Um, the last... We were all very high during the Phase 1 of the High Republic. <laughs> I, was like, I heard a word. Did I hear I heard that correct? <laughs> I heard a word today that I've never heard, but I'm gonna start using. We we were zooted while we were watching. Zooted, 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 zoot, zoot, riot, myself. So we were all uh, very stoked about Phase One of the High Republic, Light of the Jedi, and the Fallen Star. Both won Utinis for Book of the Year. The last two Utinis have been swept by Phase One of the High Republic. Um, And if you've been listening to each episode we've done on Phase Two of the High Republic, we've been a little more. I don't think I don't want to say down or negative, but a little more conflicted about this phase. It's been a little more uneven for us um, as far as the main stories go. And tonight, we kind of just want to sit down with uh, everything we do with the UTN review, the plot, the characters, the originality, the writing, the entertainment, and the overall thoughts about the initiative. 
And for this phase, we kind of want to treat it like a parent-teacher conference. Like, what's the current grade this, that the initiative is getting? What are they doing great at? What needs a little bit of work? And how can we kind of maybe bring it up in the next part? Because I think we all agree there's there's room to grow, I think, in this yeah. phase. Um, but just to remind us, two things. One, before we go into this, we're a bunch of idiots. We, we don't know what's best. We are farmers. We're having fun with this. Shellac. We hope everyone's loving the High Republic. We love the High Republic. We love Star Wars. This is all for fun. We don't know anything um, about anything. We don't know. We don't know nothing about nothing. Number two, um, I wanted to remind us about the stories that there've been because there've been some delays. There's been some things that have adjusted our memory of the phase. So the main things we're focusing on in terms of this conversation are. Path of Deceit, the YA novel that introduced us to the Path of the Open Hand, Kevmo, yep. the others, uh, Convergence, <laughs> you know. The other one. There's other, the other guys. One. <laughs> uh, Convergence, the adult novel by Zerata Cordova that brought us into Arano and Iram, uh, yep. got us the marriage between Ziri and Fontu, things like that. Uh, Quest for the Hidden City, the middle grade junior novel by George Mann that kind of had the fun adventure uh, with Rupert and Atani, the Padawan, and Solandra's show. We got her introduction. That has not been read by all of us, uh, but it definitely added into the initiative. And then Battle of Jetta, the most recent audio drama we talked about last week. It it was the battle on Jetta. That was it. And it kind of almost reset what was happening in a way with Iram right. and Arano, um, which we talked about a bit in the previous episode. Go ahead and listen to our thoughts on that. Very heavily featured the Solandra show and some other people. Um, so, to start us off here, fellas, I want to start just with the plot of the initiative. Because we've had a great time with the stories of the High Republic so far. We've gotten really attached to them. They've been pretty epic. If we had to put a, put a, put a letter grade, we, were, we, we shy away from readings at Utini now. But if we had to put a letter grade on the plot of Phase 2, throw out some ideas. Where, where would you put it? Nothing's right, nothing's wrong. C plus. Basic vibe. C plus. C plus. It's hard to say because okay. it's not. We're not finished well, with it yet. Problem. Wave one only. Wave one only. So wave, wave one, one is one. over. We're looking back on on the first half of the semester. C plus. I'm, C plus plus. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm gonna go B minus. I'm like the I'm like the nice teacher to Charles that says basically the same thing, but like it sounds better. Yeah. But like a B minus. I'm gonna go lower. <laughs> Ooh, you're the science teacher. Power. I yeah, I'll go with C. I'll yeah, go with a C. I'll go with C too. It's a it's a barely C in my okay. opinion. Here's yeah, I mean, I think uh, I think the thing to be said. And I've made I've made this analogy several times. I don't know if I've said it on the show or not. The analogy that I feel like Phase One has been so far, or, or Wave One. Jesus, how are we still having problems with this after <laughs> all this time? Oh, phase Two. Phase Two. Phase wave two, One. Wave One. My God. There's a whole Please. video about it. <laughs> Please, still. That was an awful idea. We Release just... me from this prison. <laughs> just name it something. Release me from my bonds. Uh, I can't do it. I swear to God. Phase two, wave one. The problem with this is like it's like the original trilogy going to the prequels, except we didn't get Return of the Jedi. It's like they did episode four, A New mm. Hope. Uh, Empire Strikes Back, and then we went back and had three prequels film. It's like the Machete Order, right? And it mm-hmm. sucks. Mm-hmm. Like you can't do that. Like they, they uh, meaning meaning that like we didn't get a concluded story necessarily in in Phase One. Yep. And, yeah. There, there, there were there were cliffhangers, landing. which we enjoyed. <laughs> yes. I mean, 
their, their cliffhangers that got book of the year and made us feel and made us feel a lot and they were great but you're right then it kind of like just suddenly then dropped is, off and now we have to wait like what like two years before we conclude the story yeah. it's brutal it's brutal yeah, it yeah. Brutal. and I, I still think that was you know again going back to our disclaimer we don't know a damn thing about anything I think it was somewhat of a mistake to do that from a storytelling mm-hmm. perspective. And I understand the picture is a lot bigger, and we're going to feel mm-hmm. much better when we reevaluate this in a decade, looking back on we can read it all together. Then we can choose our own reading order, by the way, so we can do yeah. whatever. Um, it's going to be very interesting to see if Phase 2 has uh, value and merits, like in the in the end mm-hmm. story, because like mm-hmm. if we if we go through the rest of this entire phase with the plot that they're developing so far, and it's, it doesn't like really obviously connects in a super important way to phase one, then, you know, there's probably going to be guides online. We might even write them ourselves that say, you know, if you really want to, you can maybe skip phase two, just go straight to phase three. So I think that's hard. You know, we obviously don't know yet what's going to happen with the rest of the phase, but you know, I just, I I still feel a good word. I think to use maybe whiplash. I still feel a little bit of whiplash of, of, what we did going back so far like yeah. we fell in love with characters and dramatic shit happened and then everybody died and then we went back to this completely origin story stuff it's a little whiplashy still i was hoping it would get better by the end of uh wave one and it hasn't for me personally so i think the plot has got some ways to go standalone plot by itself if we had gotten this first and we didn't know anything about phase one that might be a fun thought exercise i think it's okay actually might be some redeeming qualities yeah. to it yeah. Uh, I will say for me, I think the, the plot, because because I think that's that's definitely the big picture, right? Is like, unfortunately, you cannot escape the phase one weight that was put on because they intentionally publicized this as this is needed for phase one. Uh-huh. And I think I agree with everything you said. I think that when I'm reading this with that weight, I cannot help thinking of how does this affect. Stellan and Elzar and Avar, like how does this affect those guys? And that, and, and it's not yet an individual thing, so it doesn't really make sense. But I will say, aside from that, my my plot score um, kind of comes from the fact of one thing I said at the end of the Battle of Jeddah, and it's that it feels like as of right now the status quo has not really altered that much. Um, yeah, the plot seems it. to be right. from the beginning of Path of Deceit, the Path of the open hand are not really trustworthy. The mother is there, kind of guiding some weird things. Iram and Arano, for some reason, are important and are fighting each other. And now, at the end of the wave, at the end of the Battle of Jeddah, the Jedi are like, hey, the Path of the open hand seemed pretty untrustworthy. I think the mother is doing some weird dark stuff. And now Iram and Arano are back to maybe fighting each other. <laughs> and I think that over, just from a purely dramatic structure perspective, you have now had four books, multiple comics, and the the there hasn't been a change. You could basically start at the end of the Battle of Jeddah, and the same basic story conventions seem to be the same thing. Yeah, the path of the deceit the, or the path of the open hand have done a little bit of violence more. Yeah, you missed the fact that the leveler is like kind of a more of a real thing. Yeah, okay, I'll give you that. Yeah. But for the most part, the plot hasn't really seemed to take the story in a different direction. Whereas from the beginning of Light of the Jedi to the end of the Fallen Star, you got a different universe. Yes, yeah, right. like true. that yeah. is completely that's, different. It's risky. It is risky storytelling. But yeah. that's why I feel like maybe this didn't need to be laid out the way that it has been laid out. Maybe it didn't need to be waves and waves and waves. It could have been. I mean, at this point, we're we're saying we almost could 
like take I almost just said phase out. That would have been way too confusing. We could have Oh my oh god, my don't god. say that. We could have <laughs> taken out wave one and maybe what happens in in you know the next wave is really, really important and does move the story yeah. along. And then you have to ask yourself, okay, what was the point of doing all these waves? But if if we're putting this in terms of like a parent teacher conference, the way that I feel is that they if this is a student, they write their papers, strong opening but then they just write the same thing in different ways, you know, yeah. to fill up yeah. their essay. I've been there. And then I've they been put there. in yep. conclusion. So mm-hmm. they're just like, that tree is blue. <laughs> this is a blue tree. You know, the hue of this plant, which has bark, is blue. And, I mean, you're just saying the same thing over and over again. Yeah, the path of the open hand sucks. Got it. Like, how do they start doing space drug parties? <laughs> That's what yeah. I want yeah. to know. Yeah. <laughs> Get to <Yeah>. the drugs. <laughs> drugs. <laughs> That's what we want. Yeah, yeah, I know. I, I think it was a, I think it was a bit of a risk. And uh, I, we talked about this briefly before the show. I do have to. This might not be the right time to bring this up. I'm going to anyway. Uh, I do have to bring up a little bit of the meta around sure. the High Republic because the first High Republic phase was wildly marketed, like more marketed than like any book series ever yep. that I can yeah. really remember. There was a trailer. Yeah, Yes. Yeah, it was a trailer for God's yeah. sake. I mean, this Videos, is like this is, tweet, the last time we, last time we saw marketing like this was for freaking. Uh, what's the we what's the, what's the book with the record and the soundtrack and everything? Oh, the a Dark new Jedi Empire. Order, a, a right? New, uh, no, no, the no. Oh, Shadow of the Empire. Empire. Shadow, Shadow of the Empire. Empire. Yeah, yeah. It's like we haven't seen something like that since like the yeah, olden we, days, right? Yeah. So we had the team stay up, but we all got together. I think they were revealing it at like nine p.m. Yeah. And they didn't reveal it until like eleven. Yeah. Right. So we just like waited for them to come on yep. stage and show us what that. was going on. Yeah. It was a big deal when they art and all the artists and and all the marketing teams were sending emails and they were and there was like a Twitter campaign and a YouTube campaign. Campaign and yes. throughout the whole phase, every right. author was was talking about it and like right, yeah. But what happened? Holy crap! It's like it's gone, dead now. Like, and they all talked about you know there was a higher public panel and you know the they it sold out. Said it, it made a shit ton of money and there was only standing room in that in that panel and like they were really excited to continue it. They were blown away how successful it was. Blah 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 blah. But now there's been no marketing whatsoever, and that makes me genuinely afraid for the continuation of the story. What's what's going to happen by the time Wave Three rolls around, mm-hmm. and we still haven't made you know yeah. big steps forward in the plot, and it and it crashes and burns from a sales pers- perspective? Are they committed to three phases if it doesn't? Oh yeah, sell, I, I you think I, I will say at least that yes, because okay. as far as book order, like they get those things are <clears throat> written or at least worked on. I um, maybe used to believe that, but I'm not so sure how to believe yeah, that anymore. Again, fair. we don't know a damn thing about anything, but I'm not so sure Indians. that I, I – mean, we're still a couple years out from that, so I don't know yeah. if that's still going to happen. We'll see. Star Wars books have been canceled before, and it has not gone well, so we will God. see. But yeah. the thing I wanted to bring up is that there's been a lot of company business drama around the publisher this year, right? Yep. Because yep. Uh, Del Rey is no longer Del Rey, right? They're – uh, they were the random, random house. house worlds, and then they became random house worlds, right? Yep. In addition to that name change, there was a kind of anti. I don't. I barely understand what happened. There was a anti monopoly. The Fed. The Feds essentially decided that a merger could not take place between random house worlds and uh, who's the other company? I can't remember. I'm butchering the story. Simon Schuster. Simon no. Schuster. Maybe one of the gigantic publishing yeah. monopolies in the world. Uh, there was supposed to be a big merger, and it was blocked by the federal government, uh, and it was kind of a PR disaster. The CEO resigned like a couple of weeks ago. 
of, uh, of, of Random House Worlds. And there's been a lot of like kind of crazy business decisions that's not very publicized because this is all deep publisher world right. stuff like that Star Wars fans don't know anything about, frankly. So I do have a little bit of concerns of how all that business stuff kind of mm-hmm. plays out in the continuation of these books. I do hope they continue them, and the plan is to continue them as far as we yeah. know. But, right. like, the fact that there's been absent marketing for this entire phase is a little wild because StarWars.com and stuff is still producing content. Like, yeah. you guys ever done that? You ever logged into StarWars.com and looked at their High Republic stuff? They still have videos it's, about this phase going. and stuff on there, but <laughs> I've never seen them yeah. anywhere, not on Twitter or anywhere. So it's weird. I guess I want to ask you guys – on that note, on, on, mm-hmm. on the plot here, because I, I agree, all that stuff is kind of external factors that are affecting it, and it's not getting out as much. Jacob mentions in the chat the Google trends <clears throat> of High Republic. If you, if you ever look at High Republic on Google, like from 2020 when it was at its peak, it's so middling now. We also used to mention every time a book got on the New York Times bestseller list, that was consistent in Phase 1, and it's definitely not. Let's now turn the corner on this particular category before we go to the characters themselves. What what can they do with Wave Two, with Cataclysm, uh, by Lydia Kang, with with Path of Destruction, with Kevin Scott? Like we're getting more here. What can they do to now kind of turn this around to get the momentum back before Phase Three? Because they totally can. I don't know. But I don't for you know. as a reader, what would they need to do? As a reader, it's a good question because we obviously know with the production cycle these books have to go through. There's no changing the story at this point. Like, oh, no. Can't so what do we assume they did, I guess I would say? Yeah, so let's assume you know? that they're all geniuses because, quite frankly, most of these writers are. And, you know, totally. their chalkboard designs would have been – I would have loved to be in the writer's room <laughs> to kind of see yeah. some of that stuff of what they planned and kind of how it's all connected. And Because they are brilliant creators. Um, let's assume they're going to fix it and make it beautiful and we're all going to be – Eating our words. Eating crow, as they say. I love crow. I love I crow. Oh, yeah. I hope we're all eating it big time. Um, I think they are going to have to make it more obviously connected to phase one in a super obvious way. Mm-hmm. Like, Totally agree. Yeah. yeah like, yep. Like, mm-hmm. Marcion Rose, grandmother or whatever the hell she is, like, is yep. now. Marta. Yeah, now she's in control of the gaze electric, and she's got the purple stones, and the infinity stones have all been assembled. Like, we have to know, all right? It's all got to come together in a very beautiful, obvious way where, like, the cult suddenly becomes a gang, right? It's the early Mm -hmm. days of... Of uh, of the gang warfare stuff that we see in phase uh-huh. phase one, so I, I think that's the one of the big things that have to happen. I would love to see some more evidence of some of the other subplots we got, like the uh, the, the evil tree people whose name I can never remember. The Drengear. The Drengear. I knew it was a D. Yeah, the Drengear. Maybe something with that would be very interesting. Like, yeah. maybe that plays a role. I don't know. We got to see some big connections though, because I'm worried. Yeah. That it's not going to ever relate. It's just going to be this whole independent thing that kind of takes place in the era. Because they did market it that way a little bit, right? Like, yeah. just the story's in the era. But, right. Yeah, it's know. 200 years before, and nobody has met anybody from phase one. Right. So you're just like, oh. But, I mean, I, I think there's a couple ways to look at it. I think they could make it super obvious like that. I think you're right. And that would probably appease the most folks. I think the other thing they could do is maybe we don't know the breadcrumbs they're dropping. Like, maybe they will very cleverly pull in all these subplots that we think didn't matter throughout these books, and they actually have some weight for kind of where this phase ends up. So I think that is that is another option. But the other thing to keep in mind is we all kind of assume phase three is just kind of picking up where phase one left off. That's right? true. We don't really know where it ends up. So uh, it's very possible yeah. that a lot of these things that we're learning that 
they feel so disconnected from phase one is because they are, but then phase three is when it's going to really bring all of those pop points together. So I know we're, we're evaluating this thing that is like 35% done or whatever, you know, know, percent you want to give it. And it's really difficult, but I just, I need something. I need some connective tissue, you know? Yeah. If they do that, if they do that and they, they put the main points from, the plot points from this phase into phase three, they still have to give us something that connects phase one with phase two. Because like you're gonna yeah. lose, you're gonna lose your readers. Yeah. Season not two come back sucks. They might not re- renew it for yeah. season yeah. three and four. Well, you know what I mean? And, so. and I think that's one of the one of the interesting things that I've seen over this past year with Star Wars. We'll go Star Wars specifically. Um, that even if you don't connect something, if your plot and story writing is good, I will latch on. I think we saw that most evidently with Andor. Because Andor, I wasn't looking for Rogue One cameos or to sure. see where the Death Star... This was just a great story about yeah. a great character. Mm-hmm. And the dialogue was great and the plot was great and I was in. And I yeah. think, like, if, if in fa- in Wave 2, I think if, if the plots are just good books, <clears throat> that seems reductive. But if you just write really yeah. well, I'm going to care. But I will say, because of how much they, they kind of amped it up, I will agree with you guys completely at this point... I think you have to have that connective tissue in wave yeah. two way more explicitly because I think mm-hmm. that unfortunately in order to keep that hype up because we're now seeing that I now need to buy a $30 book in order to understand the next $30 book that's coming out yeah. six months late. Like it's a lot more to give mm-hmm. and I it think is. that they really need yeah. to put mm-hmm. that in. We, we need a masterpiece um, too. Like you brought that up yes, earlier, Eric. Yeah. We need a masterpiece. We have a couple incredible books by the Utini rating system, but we don't have a masterpiece yet in phase two. And I think if we did have one really strong rock that kind of put it all together, where either the yeah. book is just independently phenomenal, whether it has anything to do with you know phase mm-hmm. one or not, or it is intricately connected to phase one in a way that we can all really relate to and appreciate. Like yep. I think I do one of those things and We've had we've had multiple books that were that incredible that have stood alone okay that have been pretty good but still haven't connected everything very well so like they're not right. they're not quite there right then you kind of have to hit one or the other really strongly I think if you want it to be a masterpiece and uh, we need one we haven't had one in a, a long time yeah, yeah. <laughs> we've we really been a lot of good in. books in the last year but we've not had a masterpiece in a quite a while so yeah and I think there's definitely potential for it um, you know endings are really great to hit and if you really want right. momentum to go in i think that could be possible with the stories uh, but let's hit the the characters now uh, because obviously almost all original characters save people like uh porter angle who's been in the blade miniseries which we're not talking a ton about comics tonight but that's been really great i know people like myself have really loved that but aside from him you're basically all originals um the jedi are basically all new the, the villains are all new even though they may be related and Part of the reason Phase 1 was so incredible was because the characters out the gate really hit us. We loved Loden Greatstorm. We loved Bell Zetafar. We loved Markeon Rowe as a villain. Like, yeah. all these folks from Light of the Jedi, not even by the time we got into Wave 2. Like, sure. Wave 1 hit with characters. And there's a lot of people that love the characters in Phase 2, especially on Twitter I've seen. Like, people really kind of get to them. Um, so I want to ask, let's, again, vague grades... If we were to grade the characters of Phase 2, whether they stick with us, whether they've been impactful, um, how are we feeling about just the new players we've seen on the field? I would go higher than C on this, but I would still probably keep it in that category, probably like C+. Like I can remember a couple mm-hmm. 
there's a couple of characters that stand out to me. I think that's a good exercise. Like, are there characters that really stand out to you in your mind? Like, I remember the, the mother. She's very interesting mm-hmm. and dark yep. and broody. I like her a lot. Um, mm-hmm. I can't remember her name, but I can't remember any names from uh, from Convergence, which because there's so many confusing similar yep. names. <laughs> a lot of the names. Prin- the princess's name. How, she's Ziri. Really Ziri. Yeah. Ziri. Yeah, she was a great yep. character. Axel. Um, Axel Greylark. Axel Greylark. Axel was yep. fantastic. Yep. Cilantro show. That's that's. that's I'll move it up. Actually, I'll go to B minus because of Axel. I forgot yeah. that Axel. He was a great character. That's he was really B-. great. Then, I, I would but, give the yeah. exact same grade. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. B minus. Yep. It's B, definitely B for me as well. B plus for me. Okay. Yeah, it's good. So that's yeah, good. so generally, generally stronger. So in this case, let's what what have the characters excelled at? We mentioned Axel, right? We all are huge fans of Axel and others, but like what? Because they're very different. Than the they're original, one they're very original. Yeah, I know we're going to talk about originality here in a minute, but I feel like oh, all the characters it. that we've seen are very original. Like Axel is, like I don't know that I can think of another character that's like him in all of mm-hmm. Star Wars. Like he's weird and complex, and yeah, I like him a lot. I mean, and uh, the same goes for the mother. She's obviously very manipulative and kind of a cult leader, and there's not a lot of that in Star Wars either. So mm-hmm. that's really stood out. Definitely. Yeah, I I think it's. I think the the average character in Phase 2 is weaker than the average character in Phase 1, but that makes these mm-hmm. few really stand out. So, I mean, because of those standouts, that's why I would grade this as high as I have. Because for the most part, I mean, like Kevmo, um, honestly for me, still Solandra Show, Creighton Sun, a lot of the Jedi characters kind of just blend together for me. I think I said this a couple weeks ago when we were talking, like, a Mm -hmm. Jedi is a Jedi to me in this phase, whereas, like, Mm -hmm. phase one, no, that's loading Great Storm. Like, that is Bell Zetafar. And I just, I haven't felt the same way, but again, I do feel like that's context because I'm not letting myself like these characters as much because I'm like, we're we're going to move past them and they're not yeah, going to have an impact on sure. phase three. So it's almost like mm. they're hamstrung out of the gate, but then you do Great still get point. these Great really, point. these yeah. really standout characters like Axel that, um, I don't know. They still make you care. Yeah. You don't, you don't, uh, latch on or have a connection with them cause you know, they're not going to be there. Um, and Tilson Graf for me, he's, he's a scumbag. Oh, wow. Yeah. I like that. Right. From Battle of Jedi. Like he, yeah. Yeah. He has one face with, uh, with another, with, like say the Jedi or um, um, even like the Guardians of the Wills, like he's the nice guy, but then he's actually really not. He's the one pulling the strings and uh, like aiding the, the the path of the open hand and, and aiding yeah. people from those different worlds and giving him stuff. So he's um, I like his character. They did they did a good job with that. Yeah, I think that they've done a really nice job for the most part on. Trying to separate these characters from the archetypes of Phase One, except for Creighton's son, who is just Stellan, who is just Obi Wan. That's fine. There's always going to be that Jedi. Um, <laughs> but I think we can accept it. But I think that because of that, I am just particularly dr- more drawn to the archetypes of the Phase One characters. Like I think mean, they nailed it. I'm like I love Loden Greatstorm as the wise master Jedi. I love Avar as kind of the leader who's a little bit faulty. I love Keeve as the upstart. I love Bell as the one who has to prove himself and has a dog. Like you know, I, like I really think they did a great job. And Markion as villain as just kind of ruthless, quiet, conniving Moriarty type yeah. villain. He's also hot. He's also hot. Unless <laughs> uh, we forget, or Boleyn who has no like. Structure to his body. He can teleport me in two books at once. But I think that like all those archetypes were just so good. And, and again, I yes, there is an element of once we get twice as much time with some of these folks, maybe they'll hit harder. But I will also say 
spoilers ahead, didn't get a lot of time with Loden, and he's still one of my top five characters, you know? So I think that overall, some characters, like we said, Axel, Salandra are probably my top two of this phase. I do wonder, to your point, Charles, once we're out of this phase and I can just kind of look at their story as a whole, (laughs) what do I think about them? Just as characters, when I don't have this, like you said, like I'm hamstrung by thinking about phase one and three connections. But at the same time, my my cynical side is saying now, now to, to say how can we get better in wave two? What, what can we do? I say you got to have these characters have moments that are so impressive and so great that I don't care that they're not going to be around in a couple hundred years. Like we need characters like the prequel Jedi and stuff that I know they're all going to die. Yeah. I know that Order 66 is coming, but I love him. I know yeah, that Bill Organa is going to blow up on Alderaan. I know maybe that. They, maybe they didn't have to make this phase connect to phase one at all. Like That would have been an interesting tactic is if, if yeah. it's just completely independent. Maybe it's supposed to be like that a little bit. We're supposed to understand it that way, but I don't know. It feels like it is loosely connected, and the strings are not obvious yet. But maybe that's the point. We'll see how it all pays off. Yeah. And I think- the only thing I really got is the gaze electric. Yes. That word is in both phases. And it's that's so like, that's been my most excited bit when they're like, Oh yeah, I flew in on the gaze electric. I'm like, the what? <laughs> the what? It's like the, it's, it's like Leonardo DiCaprio meme like, hey, 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 gaze electric, gaze yes. electric. <laughs> like <laughs> you know? And I and I think that that stuff um so let, let's use that as a segue, go right into the originality of this of this phase. I think they've done a really cool job at taking stuff like that from phase one. Here's the gaze electric. We call it the leveler. Like, okay, this is very creepy. Mm-hmm. I understand this. Um, but this phase has arguably done even more originality with Jedha, with all the different religions, the Irem and Arano of bringing the war. Um, we talked in Convergence about how much more mythology it added. Yeah. And I think some of it has landed. Some of it has kind of gone by the wayside, which is fine. What? How would you guys grade purely the originality and expansion of phase two so far? Uh, that's a good question, actually. I think uh, Higher Public stuff is always going to score high in originality mm-hmm. because it is fairly original just in and of itself. I will say that the decisions they've made have not been as wild, I think, for Phase 2. Like, Phase 1, we got all kinds of new crazy stuff. The ships and guns are powered by lightsabers, and yeah. I can use the Force to manipulate the weather and crazy <laughs> shit, right? But like, and the drugs! Mm, the exactly. drugs! And there's drugs. We're all doing coke. <laughs> like, it's pretty wild, right? So... Uh, and originality for phase two, like we have a cult, I guess that's kind of weird, but it has been done before in star Wars mm-hmm. and the Han Solo trilogy is that's the, pretty much the whole theme of the books is this huge cult thing. So. We, we get cults. We know cults. Right. right. Yeah. We, we, we know cults. We're familiar with that. Yeah. <laughs> next, next, uh, next we're, t- we're talking about this, like Jedi are not in a cult <laughs> wearing know, exactly. their hooded <laughs> robe. No, no, they're, they're a cult of good guys. Yeah. They're okay. the good guy. Uh, cults. Yeah. yeah, that's right. That's right. That's yeah. different. So that's original. I mean, well, not that original, but it's still around. The whole warring planets that can't get along, that's been done before. Let's be honest. Like, that's been done a lot of times yeah. in Star Wars with, like, multiple mm-hmm. planets. It's weird that they're so close together. That's a cool thing. But we got that in Phase 1, technically. So, mm. uh, you know, that's not necessarily news. So, I don't know. How original is it? I, w- I wouldn't score I think, it as high, I don't think. Probably I, I think I would score it higher. I, this B- is minus. the highest grade I would give you. I'll, I'll give this a B+. Plus. 
Really? Hey, there you go. I was going to go Justify A minus. Justify yourself, speak on it. Charles. <laughs> well, I mean, Why? we're sitting here having a conversation about how it has it doesn't seem to have any connection to phase 1. So doesn't that argue in and of itself that it's quite original because it's all this new stuff that doesn't feel sure, like it true. was done in it's phase fair. 1? So yeah. I and I really I have enjoyed uh the path of the open hand. I agree that it really hasn't progressed, but I I really thought the idea of it was very interesting. Um I don't the what it, what's the group called the convocation is that what it is yep, right convocation. That's on Jetta. yep I mean mm-hmm. all the different uh, interpretations yeah, the religious of the force stuff is all very interesting yeah I find yeah, that yeah. really cool so I mean yep. B plus it doesn't feel as overwhelmingly original as Phase One did but that was opening up a whole new era so yeah, it, it can't true. totally rewrite things like that but I I don't know I guess the if I'm looking for a silver lining about everything else that we're saying it's that this does feel pretty darn original because I don't know how it ties back to anything else. <laughs> yeah, That's fair. That, the belief systems of all the different um, people on Jedi, and it's all different from just Jedi and Sith. Yeah. So we they are elaborating on that point. Like that's more prevalent in anything that we've read after, or before this, mm-hmm. especially in like the original trilogy. It was just the Jedi believe this, and other people believe what the Jedi believe, mm-hmm. kind of, and not. And that's it's like two things, and that was it. Now there's we've read about for like five, six different belief systems that they just briefly talked about in the Battle of Jedha, and I thought that was really interesting. Yeah, I would I would also grade. So yeah, I'm gonna give like an A minus to the originality. I will say, ironically. I think it's very original and very interesting with all these belief systems. That has somewhat hurt my ability to understand the initiative. <laughs> like, with the comic mm-hmm. specifically and the Battle of Jeddah, the amount of groups has actually kind of made it harder for me to grasp on to, like, the plot and things like that. Mm-hmm. But where it worked best for me, and I said this during the roundtable at the time, is Convergence. I think that the the mythologies of Irem and Arano with the, the history of the war with the people really worked for me Um and again, seeing the Jedi kind of in this slightly different era really worked well for me. So I think that as far as originality goes, you can kind of just keep keep going where you're going right now. Um, maybe condense it and kind of help focus in a little bit on here are the plot points we're really going to hit on in Phase 2. Or Wave... Wave 2. God bless you. Wave 2, it's Phase awful. 2. It's never... Oh my God! ...being bad. This is the one legitimate <laughs> criticism I have for the entire High Republic. It was a stupid-ass oh idea to call them those. <laughs> it's so hard. It's so, so hard. Unbelievable. Wave 2. Uh, keep it going. It's, it's very original right now, but maybe... I want to see us now focus in on a couple of the concepts and really let them hit home before we introduce too many new things. Because now we just, I think I want to keep us going in the direction we're going here. Um, but, of course, that's all decided by the writing. Um, yes. Our second to last category here, one of the big things with Phase 2 was that it was all, well, mostly new writers, right? Our books are written by people that did not have full-length novels in the first phase yep. um we kind of you know charles soul claudia gray and all those folks kind of took us a, a step back um there are just some comics going on justine ireland's writing some comics kevin's writing comics djo is writing high republic adventures sure but we got zoretta cordova we got um tessa gratton and justine ireland for path of deceit but then we got george mann for battle of Jeddah and things like that um uh, how would we grade the writing Overall, now this is nothing about the writers as people. We love all these people. We like 
they're good enough to write Star Wars books, to be clear. For the purposes of this exercise, how has the writing helped our understanding of the initiative and, and kind of the propulsion of the plot forward? Where do we put that? I would score that pretty high, actually. Like, Great. A, a. I give it an A, honestly. I think the writing Sick. has been quality. Um, you know, there has been a couple small challenges that the writers had to really overcome that they did okay with it. They might have scored a little bit lower in these specific areas. The planet names in, in Convergence, <laughs> for example, never sure. stopped being confusing. All the way until the end of the book, I still never had it right. Like, that was very confusing. Um Audio dramas, as we have found, are really friggin' hard <laughs> to get right. Like it's a, it takes a lot of perfect coordination, and I don't, I don't know that the creators in it's general. It's almost unfair to the writer. Yeah, I don't know yeah, the creators in general have quite yeah. figured out that new format. Even Dooku Jedi Lost, which I, in my opinion was the best of all of the audio dramas we had, still yeah. had trouble with with things and yep. it's hard Braden to write things and maybe that's yeah maybe that's intentional <clears throat> maybe it's supposed to be extra challenging so you have to think about it a little harder and that sort of thing but i don't know we're so used to audio books with the incredible mm-hmm. narrators that we have that the difference between that and an audio dramas is quite stark um, yeah. yeah but uh i think overall the writing has been very very good i welcome all the new authors that we've Definitely. had come into this i mean i love the fact that we're getting new authors um mm-hmm. You know, I hope we get more, even in the next waves, and we already know we are. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I think the writing has been pretty damn good, quite frankly. Mm-hmm. Love that. Yeah, I agree. I would score it a little bit lower than that. I think I'd give it a B. I still think it's mm-hmm. been strong. Um, I think that, you know, I've never had to stop in a book and been like, what is going on? Like, I, I think <laughs> yeah. that they lay out their stories yeah. well. Um, but there haven't been as many of those moments where – in phase one, there were definitely moments where I read something and I was like, that is nominee for quote of the year. Like yeah. the, the pole star stuff in the, and the Elzar oh. man on a dragon and you know, all yeah. those kind of things. Like I can literally still remember those quotes and I don't know yeah, that the Corey I, Helton grunt test. The- yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm not grunting a whole lot through, <laughs> through phase two so far. So point. I, I think it's point. been strong. It's definitely getting the job done. I think it'll continue to be that way, but it just, it hasn't been its peaks haven't been as high. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. That's fair. Yep. I think uh, nothing to add. I think Charles, word, word for word, bar for bar. Uh, that's kind of where I am is that probably give it a B. I'm, I'm really liking what they're doing, but same. I want a little more impact. I think that goes back to a little bit of the character moments too, is that if mm-hmm. the writing had had more of those moments or more of those kind of quotes or, or moments that kind of evoke that kind of awe or whatever it may be that was in phase one, then I think it would have been a little more impactful as far as the writing goes for phase two. Um, high hopes for the next wave, but yeah, just I need that grunt. I need that grunt when I'm reading the Star Wars epic fantasy, you know? Mm. What would y'all think about the Battle of Jeddah being a novel and then one of the other books being the audio drama that came out? I think I would have liked the Battle like of Jeddah more. Can you imagine Convergence being the audio drama? You wouldn't understand yeah. a damn thing that happened in the whole book. <laughs> and then they went here, then they went here. What? which is the easiest they could do is an exactly. audio drama uh, but <laughs> i i will say i uh, i would have liked it more but because i think of the rising storm and that's like the battle of valo right, right? It's essentially and that was great and i'm and i don't know if it was because of the the prose versus the dialogue but uh, path of deceit could probably work as an audio drama i think it could hearing yeah. the mother's speeches here like Actually, having Hearing that, them eat those orbs, 
<laughs> yeah, I think. <laughs> don't ever do really, that. I think that could work. Stop that. Ugh, my skin crawl. <laughs> well, uh, you know what, Wes? I like that because let, let's use that to jump into entertainment value. Because, again, we are essentially all doing this because we like to consume Star Wars content, we like to have fun. We all have jobs that aren't this. This is what we do outside of work to like our lives, right? We're entertained by this <laughs> stuff. This is entertainment. And I think overall our entertainment grades have been pretty solid for this wave. Um, where are you putting just pure entertainment value of the events, of the stories, of everything that we've seen so far? What do we think? I'm, I'm going to go for it. I'll give it a B, straight up. I 100% agree with that. Yeah, I'll echo that as well, actually. I don't think I could go any lower. I don't think I'd go any higher. It's been okay. It's been pretty good. B yeah. is like yeah. B's like the good enough stage, right? That's like, exactly it. Yeah, I still well, want to I mean, to me in elementary school, it was failing, and now I'm in trouble. But, like, yeah, yeah. for now. Yeah, that's, uh, <laughs> I'm fine. I'm fine. Don't, I'm good. I'm fine. I know. Talk to your therapist <laughs> about that, Eric. Uh, you know, I, uh, <laughs> I, I want to keep going. I think that's the biggest yeah. key, right? Great like, point. I think that's why I brought up all that stuff earlier about phase three and I have a little of anxiety about phase three. Like, I hope it keeps going. Like, oh, my God, I'm going to be so upset yeah. if they decide to discontinue this crazy initiative. Like, yeah. it's the boldest thing that's ever been done in Star Wars literature history. Yeah. And I want it to pay off so desperately so this thing can happen again in the future. And, uh, you know, I'm legitimately worried that it might not. So, you okay. know, uh, I want to continue with it. I want to keep going with the story. I want to see how, even if Phase 2 does not end up being connected at all to Phase 1, I'm I'm happy to be here for this ride. It's a lot of fun. So, yeah. you know, yeah. I still want a masterpiece soon. <laughs> yeah. But everybody, you always want a masterpiece. You want every Star Wars book to you read to be unbelievably good. And there's only... And what is that? Like, I think less than 5% of the overall books fall into that category yeah. by our rating system. So... Yeah, I think that in order for us to kind of just get that entertainment way up in the next wave, too, is that, you know, it's been fun, but I want to have those, oh, my God, I need to text someone moments, like where I'm reading the book and the dragon moment happens or the be Starlight Beacon falls into the ocean or the Jedi are coming. Like, I, I need there's, yeah. there's got to be something with with weight in wave two that I really remember, like, there's been a lot of ideas up. In yeah, wave like yeah, up. like here's the leveler. Oh, oh, it, it killed a person, but it, like, okay, we're not quite there. And what do we think? Oh, and there's and like the battle and like in Battle of Jeddah when all the troopers started coming down and fighting against each other. That was close. I'm like, that was fun, mm -hmm. but like, I I'm still waiting on that turn. And I think I like we're right on the cusp, right? I mean, and the next books are called Cataclysm, Path of Destruction. Yep. Like, uh -huh. it's in the titles, and I feel like the third act of the movie, right? That's about to kind of explode. Hope so. so. While I think Wave One was like a B and was pretty good, I. Similar to you, Corey, I believe it's coming, and I believe it's going to be here, and I'm excited for the ride. I just kind of wish the ride had had started going down uh, the, the, the big hill a little earlier, since I know we're yeah. only getting two waves. Me too. We've put the time in, right? Mm -hmm. I don't want to call it work, but we've put the time in, and we need the payoff. That's, That's right. just kind of where I'm at right now with with the, with the next num couple of books that come out. Yep. So, I feel you. Yeah. All right. So... As we kind of round out our, our parent-teacher conferences, thank you all for coming. I'm glad. Again, we love them. We love them in class. They're great. They're such a great student. Um, Just wait till your father gets home. <laughs> <laughs> Overall, this this wave as a whole, we've we've done our little individual grades again. 
It's like, who line, whose line is it anyway? These mean nothing. But if we're going <laughs> to overall right. grade wave one, and let me tell you, what are you putting at the bottom of the report card? The one thing I really want to see for the rest of the semester, for, for the oh, next yeah. wave. The improvement comments. <laughs> What's the improvement? Sorry Ritalin. to trigger all of us <laughs> oh, who God. all to go through these ones. This is a terrible <laughs> analogy. Why did you do this to us? Uh, <laughs> We're getting too comfortable. Welcome back, buddy. We missed you. I know. Um, no, seriously. Well, the- I, would give a, I would give the overall phase so far like a B minus, I think. Like it's still there. It's got some potential to grow. And I will be shocked if it makes it into the A a to a plus range by the end of the mm-hmm. semester <laughs> but it sure. might it might make it, it there. Might. it's got a lot of work to do if it is going to make it there yeah um i think the improvement comments for things i've already said i think uh you know i think we need to see a little more connection to the big picture um or a very clear climax you know in a very obvious way where it all makes sense of course we had to go to these planets that are warring with each other of course we had to see all this buildup of the cult of course we had to see you know, all the religions, like, you mm-hmm. know, I hope that either one of those two things happen or both of those things happen. I think that would get it to, to the, you know, out of the needs improvement phase. I like that. That's I like that a lot. I went, I went way too hard on that analogy there. Sorry. <laughs> it was good. We're in this, we're in this, we're all going to need to take a shower after this and like think about what we've done. Um, yeah, I want to, I, I want to say it only cause I basically agree with you almost again, word for word. It's, it's super easy for me today. Like, I'm going to give it a B- minus as a whole. I think that we really need to find those moments that this is why I read The Higher Public. This is the scene. This is the moment. I Oh, I guess I do love Solandra's show as much as Avar Chris. I guess I do need to read this. I can't wait to recommend, folks. And I will say, my one goal for the end of Phase 2 is I need to tell someone in my real life, you cannot skip Phase 2. You need to read it before you read phase three. Currently, yeah, I'm not quite there, but I but I want that to be the legacy is that, no, you got to read these, that they are important and they are really good. So I believe we can get there, but we just we just uh, we just need that moment. Um, yeah. Charles, I want to start and then, uh, then Wes will finish. I up. agree. I mean, B minus. And interestingly enough, this conversation has helped me feel better about this phase, uh, similar to how our Same. roundtables are done, because I realized man, I really can't go lower than this because of this or yeah. whatever it is. And, yeah, and that is a good a good thing to do, I think, periodically is to just reflect back. So, yeah, B minus. If if this student, as it were, needs to do one thing better, it's focus. It, it really is focus. Yeah. They, they need to zero in on, like, what is the goal and start doing the things to get towards that goal. Um, but, yeah, strong effort. It's not an effort problem. It's just a little nope. bit of a focus issue, you know? Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Also, let I us hate know this analogy so much. It's so terrible. <laughs> <laughs> they're great. And cl- they're great. I love them. I love seeing some, them every day. These are some unprocessed was... memories that I get. I'm going to have to go get my <laughs> therapist wide your EMDR on me after this. I was hovering around the C minus C range until we started talking about how some of these characters are more impactful than I had originally thought. So, like you're saying, um, with. Um, with uh, Salander's show, who I haven't read before, and I, I loved her character in The Battle of Jeddah. And then um, Tilson Graff, who I brought up, was in The Battle of Jeddah. Yep. I know all the characters in The Battle of Jeddah because I did the roundtable. That'll do it, <laughs> won't it, Charles? <laughs> it <helps. Yeah. laughs> 
but um, uh, Axel, Axel Greylark, yep. that was yep. a great character. So yeah. I was like, yeah, I'm just these are all coming back and be like, these are great characters that you can kind of latch on to and you want to know what happens with them because Axel Greylark was a big question mark in um in the battle of Jeddah, yep. like what does he know who is he talking to and they were still talking about him even though he wasn't necessarily in the audio yeah. drama so like where's that going so that that added a little bit of entertainment value there too because yeah. there's some anticipation on what his story is going to bring so b minus we all got b minuses yeah that's great we won't get we grounded. agree look at that <laughs> we did it everybody um yeah i th- i think that there's so much potential ahead and you know, again, we still have some time. You know, we got we got a break. Jedi Battle Scars is coming out next month, and then we have another month. April is when Cataclysm is hitting. Um, we're starting out like we used to. Adult novel first. <clears throat> Random House Worlds and Lucasfilm. I'm I'm begging you, please just tell people what order to read these in. Like very publicly, we will do it. We will on this podcast, guys. I'm ready to keep telling folks. If you're listening, please tell your friends. But publishers, we need a little more help in Wave Two. Just a little bit. Whether there's tweets. I know Twitter is a dumpster fire. Everyone hates it right now, but everyone's still on it. <laughs> Keep it going um, because I want to see this next wave really explode. So um, with all that being said, uh, it's fun to talk about Republic. We're going to be, of course, yeah, doing different shows for a while. Next week will be something different. Maybe we'll do a little Mando recap. That might be fun. Talk about season three because I – Yeah, it'll be fun. God, I said hell, it at the beginning of the Mandalorian. I don't, I don't even remember. Book of Dude. Boba Fett was last time, wasn't it? We no, oh, you after? mean the Book of Mandalorian? Yeah. The Book <laughs> of Mandalorian. <laughs> the Book of Mandalorian was only the two episodes in the middle of Book of Boba Fett. God, I Bethany had never seen any of the Mandalorian oh, or the yeah. Book of Boba Fett, and she binged it in like three oh, days. No, <laughs> we should get Bethany <laughs> on yeah, to get her she's thoughts. Hooked. She's hooked. She what are you doing here? Mandalorian <laughs> is in a lot of ways the universal unifier like yes. among fans it's so yeah, yeah. That's I don't, what it, i've not really seen anybody have strong criticism of the show i've seen a couple goofy things that some things i agree with like about grogu being too much in the show yeah. things like that but like everybody freaking loves mando even the yeah. casuals the filthy casuals all love filthy mando, casuals and I freaking love that oh, oh yeah i'm like oh grogu i'm so annoyed with him he's too <laughs> cute see better and then all of a sudden the second i hear bum 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 i'm like i'm in Mando's exactly. back! I know, <laughs> so, every time. So yeah, we'll yeah, do some Mando stuff. shows back up on screen, you're like, hell yeah, use the Force! <laughs> use the Force, baby! <laughs> I know. So we'll do some Mando next month. Uh, we'll maybe talk about some episodes. We'll do some recaps. And then, of course, we're right back in. Um, I will start saying it now. Corey, the Battle right. Scars episode roundtable. That's mine. Is your roundtable. Oh, shit. <laughs> putting the scars in battle month, scars. about a month and a half <laughs> that's plenty of time that's plenty of time you got it i read yeah. i read the mistborn trilogy in like <laughs> 10 days i can read this shit in like an afternoon it's gonna be great um you have plenty of time to get you like the fifth brother's hat or whatever that oh is my god there. second only the snoke stupid hat um, but yeah but next week we'll say it we'll say it i was probably gonna get some mando talk so tune in next week also if you have extra thoughts on the High Republic Phase 2, let us know. Leave a comment on this video. Uh, hit us up. Let us know what you're most excited for. What has what have you loved the most about Wave 1? We got so much of this coming up, uh, and we can't wait for more. But for now, we got to wait. 
because that'll do it for this week's episode of The Living Force. If you support us on Patreon, thank you so much. You are the reason we're able to do anything here. A special thank you to Brian Dooley, Earl Q, Robert Thomas, and Carl Sander on our Jedi High Council, and James T, Olivia Cloutier, Ashley Ingalls, Chris Carrizo, and Sally and Chris Eilerson on our Alliance High Command. You can find us on Twitter. I'm at Eric Eilerson. Corey is at Corey M. Helton. Charles is at C. Hankel. And Wes is at Boss Wes. A special thank you to Matt Davenport, our amazing editor, Ryan, our graphic designer extraordinaire, and Wes, our producer and community manager. Thank you to Corey, Charles, and Wes for piling with me tonight. Thanks to all of you for hanging out and loving the High Republic. And as always, may the Force be with There is no hatred. There is joy. There is no division. There is union. There is no apathy. There is passion. There is no gatekeeping. There is community. This is the Utini Star Wars Fan Code. Embrace it, live by it, and above all, trust in the living force. Join the Utini community and surround yourself with like-minded fans at utini.com. And remember, the force will be with you, always.